Good morning, everyone. How is everybody doing today? Uh, today, we're here with the first episode of the Short Track Talk. Uh, today, we're here to do an interview to the Latvian writer, Margins Blooms. Good morning, Margins. How are you today? Good morning. It's uh, everything going fine. How are you? Uh, it's been a busy week for you. You had to travel back from Andorra. How was that? Yeah, it, it was a long travel back home. But yeah, I can say that the I'm happy to be back home after one and a half month away. So yeah. I'm enjoying this time now. <laughs> That's great. That's really great to hear. It's a long time, one month and a half. And now uh, let me remind you, he's got two World Cup Cups uh, coming. He's got the one in a snowshoe next weekend. And then the one in Montsantan in Canada the weekend after. But before that, uh, Martins, I think he's got a very important race. Uh, this weekend in Latvia for the national championships. Isn't that true? Yeah, that's true. Finally, first race at home this year. So the first race at home is going to be the national champions. How are you feeling about that? Are you ready? Are you nervous? Uh, maybe not uh, very nervous because... Uh, yeah it's uh this year is it, this race happens every year so it's uh yeah a big honor to uh, defend my national title and just to be in front of the home crowd and that's a bit different feelings than being at the world cups oh yes definitely because at home you got everybody cheering for you you got all the shouting and all the cheering and it's all always amazing to hear so i'm going to ask you a few questions now about how your feelings are going in the world cup right now uh you've been between the top 20 and top 30 this year uh the level this of this world cup is really high it's it seems it's an increasing level uh with nino with uh, matthias flokiger Filippo colombo balero hardly those people who are taking another step up and you guys are trying to follow. Martins is slowly improving. If we take a look, he started on his first year as a pro uh, riding in the World Cup in the top 50, top 60, and now he's already on the top 20. What is the goal for you? What would you like? What is your dream in World Cup? What would you like to do? Yeah, for sure my dream would be to step on the World Cup podium because that's a, I think that's already quite a big achievement. And... Uh, yeah, to be first Latvian at the Olympic Games. And that's quite a difficult thing to do, but it's uh, still doable. Oh, definitely. So we got to remember next Olympic Games are Paris 2024. A lot of teams rooting for that. Uh, let me remind you that uh, Martins runs for Team CST Post from Netherlands. It's more, more commonly known as Brent Jens uh, mountain bike team in the world. He's the, the director of the team, manager. And how is having Jens, a former pro, a man that was a legend at the time and still is, he knows a lot. How is having him as a manager? Yeah, it's, uh, you, you can feel that there's still a desire in him to do some races. <laughs> he's still doing uh, Cape Epic, uh, Brazil ride, so... He knows how to get back in the shape and just to win his own uh, age category now. 
<laughs> he's uh, still quite competitive and uh, yeah it's nice to have him around and he knows how the things are running and yeah we can just learn from him that's that's yeah. really good to hear does he train with you sometimes <laughs> sorry does he train with you sometimes yeah he really enjoys uh, to join uh join us riders for uh, yeah some uh, some spins easy spins sometimes <laughs> even he goes very fast and it's hard for us to follow him so uh from hearing it from his his own team uh Brendan still has a level so uh now we're going to take a little jump back to the past because i've seen you were the 2017 world cup under 23 winner overall so how was that how was that year for you do you remember it a lot or is it something you've left in the in the past and you're trying to progress and build a name for your own besides that podium yeah that year was a big one for me and it was quite unexpected for me as well because uh, in 2016 i did uh, i think i did just uh, one world cup and worlds maybe but yeah, I didn't do too much and I finished top 10, but I thought, okay, that's uh, already quite high level and I don't know if I can get on that podium, but as 2017 started and I did my first race in, I think that was Nova Mesto World Cup and I finished uh, second position and I even felt that maybe I could win that race already. So it was a big surprise for me and I got quite confident and yeah the following races okay next one was Alpstadt where I didn't feel so good I had some stomach problems and I still finished fifth uh, by surprise and yeah then Andorra where I got my leader's jersey and that was just something incredible and it continued with Canada when win in uh, Lenzerheide, then win in Canada, then second uh, in Valdisol. So, yeah, somehow everything came together and, yeah, I was there. So let us remind you that he just raced in Andorra this past weekend. He's got a couple of races in between, but then he's going to Canada and the World Cup is in Valdisol, so he might repeat. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, of course, now it's... A totally different level and like level of the riders have increased and it's just the small gaps between riders you can be one day you can be top 10 next day you can be maybe top 50 top 60 and yeah things are changing quite quick it is it is really crazy how things are changing uh, what trainings are doing the level is increasing each day more and more and it's amazing for us spectators to see because like that, we got more show for us. I know for you, it's probably worse because you you only hear your heart pumping uh, blood in your head while you're racing. But for the yeah, spectators, the level going up is amazing. So uh, I'm going to ask you, what is the worst part about racing? I can imagine it might be somewhere in between troubles, having to yeah, travel... I think that those are injuries that we have to deal with and yeah that's part of the sport 
as I have one on my own uh, a few weeks ago where I when I crashed in Novemesta during training. I broke my collarbone and I had to do surgery at home. So that took me out for a while. And actually, this these two races were more or less like a comeback from injury. So how are you feeling right now? You had the surgery. Everything went well, I assume. And how are you feeling? Can you still feel that it, it feels weird to race or is the problem fixed, fully fixed? Uh, I think problem is fully fixed and surgery went very well. So I did also very good uh, uh, like recovery period and especially, okay, I, I skipped Leogang where I maybe could race, but I'm not sure if I would be myself there. So I took a bit more time and I went to altitude training camp where I put the good work in. So I think this was a better solution of this problem, and I, I, I come, I came back like, yeah, top 20, 30 rider already. So I it think is. I think that's really good to hear. I think it is definitely very important to have a good recovery coming from an from an injury to make sure that you don't overstep and maybe fall back to the same injury. Now, uh, you got a really good teammate. Like they're really good level, really good stuff. But I'm not going to ask you about their level. I'm going to ask you who is the funniest one. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's one of Sunners. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he likes to listen to funny music and yeah, a bit joking around. Or we have new mechanic that is also <laughs> quite funny mm -hmm. one. And we have good relationships. So, yeah, we have some people that makes fun in the team. <laughs> that's, that's really good to hear. Having a good atmosphere in the team definitely helps. And I've got to ask, this weekend, it was a bit weird. Because on, on Friday, the short track, it was really hot already. And there were a couple of riders that decided to step down. Because it was either because of illness or because of the heat. And then on Sunday, a lot of riders decided not to take the start. How did it feel being on the race with all the heat? Could you actually tell? Like, did, did, did you feel your body struggling with the altitude and the heat? Or did you do all right with it? Uh, yeah, it, it was very, like, tough conditions. And what, plus 35, 40 in the sun. And dusty course. It definitely made race really tough, but I think I was quite ready for this as I, I was a long time in uh, altitude. And uh, also it was very warm conditions there, so I was more or less ready for that. So it was more about uh, cooling strategy and uh, just, yeah, drinking uh, a lot, eating uh, a lot. So I think everything worked out well and I didn't have any problems with that. So I could just do my race. Well, that's, that's amazing to hear. I'm really happy for that. And now I'm going to ask you some questions that I don't think you've ever told anyone, like not anyone public at least. So how did Martin's Blooms start on a bike? Like when, when did he start cycling? Like for fun, not even professionally, but just for fun. Uh, it was, yeah, when I was like 
seven. Uh, I mean professional when I started to race or, or just for fun. Just for fun. And then I'm going to ask oh. you professional. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it started when I was uh, seven. I think, I think six, seven, somewhere there. Because I, when I was a kid, I had uh, some, I can't really call it injury. It was just uh, like health issue mm-hmm. that I, yeah, I had with my hip. So I spent quite a lot of time in hospitals and uh, yeah, like it was, <laughs> I was told that I'm never going to do uh, sports. Oh, wow. And yeah, my cousins were doing BMX. So I was following that a lot and I, I went to see those races and I, I yeah, dreamed about just being on the bike. And when I got six, I think that was when I was six. Yeah, I had the chance to go on the bike. So yeah, definitely that was BMX bike. And it was, yeah, I knew that I, I want to do this sport and I just uh, started to join for trainings and I had a coach already and yeah it was fun and I started to do races I got also some podiums and had very good uh, competitors and yeah yeah felt like things are going uh, very nicely well I mean definitely you're in the top 30 of the world like I I don't think many people can say that so I'm really glad to hear as you people can hear it uh, they told him he was not ever going to be able to practice sport again and with sacrifice and I imagine a lot of work his cross-country World Cup right now uh, that's that's just an amazing story to hear I'm really happy for you and then I'm going to ask you another question that it's never easy and it happens to a lot of people whereas it happens to a lot of people, but not a lot, a lot of people arrive to the wannabe. So how was it telling your family, hey, uh, I don't want to study anymore. I want to race. Actually, in 2017, when I went overall, I was also doing university. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So I was, uh, yeah, doing two big things together so in winter time i had yeah, i didn't have much free time so i was on a bike or i went to gym and then was just study and also some kind of homeworks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when i joined the cst postanel bafang team uh yeah i had to stop actually with university it was too much traveling for me and i just couldn't get it together anymore i know i can imagine it is a lot of work it is a lot of time uh being at the level you're competing right now it's amazing uh, you need to take care of your diet gym uh trainings you barely have any 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 free time for it so can i ask you what did you enroll in in the university what did you start studying what was it you liked <laughs> I started uh, with computer engineering. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's a quite a difficult thing and tough thing to learn, but I didn't have any practice during the day. So that made all this a bit more difficult. And yeah, after a while, you start to forget some things that you study because, yeah, there's no, 
nothing like that in my uh, daily routine or daily yeah day by day <laughs> so yeah my, and in the same time my parents are also okay with with this that i keep sport as professional because they saw saw results from 2016-17 and yeah when i joined the team they were they were happy about me Dance. so it, it wasn't a, like tough decision they just saw that i'm happy about this and they said yeah why not <laughs> let's try well, that's that's definitely the most important part having a supportive family it definitely helps and it is definitely key so uh, we just spoke that you didn't have any free time at the time, but I imagine you have some free time now, if Brett lets you have any free time. <laughs> so what do you like to do on that free time? What is it? What is it you like? What is it you enjoy? Yeah, it depends if I'm at home, actually. So if I'm away, then it's more like training camp and then free time. I just... I like to relax between training, just to have a bit of chill, have some coffee or yeah, there are some things you have to do like clean your bike and mm -hmm. other stuff. So that also takes some time, but yeah, when I'm at home, I try to be quite social. So I, I meet my friends, I go, um, I, I started actually just last year mm -hmm. with this golf. So that's uh, very close to me and it's uh, 300 meters from home and <laughs> easy. That's to go really there. close. And uh, then besides it's uh, cross country skiing, but uh, I take that as my training. So, so it's not maybe my hobby really, it's just a part of the training I do. Yeah. But there are other things like uh, table tennis or sometimes uh, golf. Okay. Or, so, mm, yeah. What else? <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, thing is besides trainings and you've definitely like you've got an active life. Let me tell you. Like some people just like to watch TV or watch some films and stuff, and you you're always working out and thinking about sport. That's amazing, and that's probably why you are where you are. It definitely has played a role in it, I'm sure. And now. How are you preparing the rest of the season? You got national championships this week. I imagine like right after racing, you will be on a flight to a snowshoe to the US. And then after that, as soon as you finish, uh, you will be on another flight to Canada, to Monsantan, which people might think that the US and Canada are right next to each other, but they're both two huge countries. So I imagine the flight from snowshoe is a bit long to Quebec to Monsantin. So, how are you preparing for for all of that? Mm, yeah, but when when it's about traveling, it's more about uh, having as easy as possible traveling, so not too much stress and things like that. Just to be calm, take some book, or yeah, just uh, try to do something that uh, how you say kills kills the time or the time yeah yeah to do things like that and yeah after nationals it's it's a bit complicated it's the next day already and we don't have too much time for training now so we did the I, like i did the base training already 
mm-hmm. coming into Lens Ahead World Cup. So now it's more about just to do some short, fast training. So that just keeps your yeah intensity high, but in same time you have less fatigue. And so this this looks like more or less the recipe for next races as well. Oh yes, definitely. It's co- like cooking cycling it's all about cooking a long time recipe uh, you start and the results don't come straight away but they slowly start to appear if you put in the proper work and about traveling do you travel by yourself because uh, for example you're from latvia and you're the only teammate from latvia if i'm not mistaken so how do you do do you for example with the team do you meet in some big airport in europe as frankfurt london and then fly to the us or do you fly by yourself uh i fly by myself and we every every athlete almost we have uh, different uh, flights so yeah from netherlands uh, athletes they are flying together but yeah for the rest of us it's just uh, we do it on our own Mm-hmm. like with this trip okay i travel alone but sometimes i also go to europe with car and yeah, it's just uh, a lot of logistics so yeah i mean i can imagine the traveling is crazy and also as you mentioned you're trying to keep it as simple and easy as possible to try and accumulate less fatigue to be able to be in the best shape as soon as possible so as i told you but i haven't told anyone yet i'm spanish I'm from Spain and I was looking at different results and is it possible you race in Spain in 2019? Yeah, I did uh, I did the uh, marathons in that time. So I have done two times Costa Blanca bike race. First time was just to try out how it is because I never did stage race and it was something just completely new for me. And the uh, year after, uh, yeah, I went there with uh, Sebastian Fini. Mm-hmm. And we, we got, uh, yeah, we win uh, overall GC. So, yeah, just uh, my marathon career also developed a bit. <laughs> so I imagine pretty good memories from Spain. Uh, that, that's really good to hear. And yes, definitely with a teammate like Sebastian Fini and yourself with both having a f- huge level I imagine nobody stopped you there. And and now for working out, you spend a lot of time working out between the gym, on the bike. Is there any kind of music uh, you enjoy listening to helps you concentrate or helps you give that extra bit you got to give sometimes in trainings? For me, it's uh, not so much about music and I can go with music or without music. So I can tell you exact music, uh, uh, yeah, what I'm listening. So it's more just uh, that I'm not riding maybe alone and just without anything and hearing cars passing me or mm-hmm. something. So uh, I just enjoy that I have some sound with me and it, yeah, it just uh, somehow makes it just easier to do trainings. Well, I mean, yes, definitely. There's people that enjoy it. There's people that rather not have it. And when you're at home, uh, do you train by yourself or do you have training partners that go along with you and make it easier for you and make it more enjoyable? 
Ooh, I have uh, some people that are doing trainings here, but yeah, it's not often that I go in groups. I'm more or less training alone. And then sometimes some riders just join me for a ride. Like okay. I was surprised yesterday that I had two more riders with me, but, <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't happen too often. I know I can imagine. It's also in some countries, I don't know about Latvia, but there are not many Latvian professionals on the circuit, neither on road or MTB. So I don't know if there is there many people, is it a growing sport in your country or is it something that just people that enjoy riding bikes do? Actually, mountain bike is quite big sport, I could say already here. So mm-hmm. have uh, marathons with two to 3,000 people participating. Oh, wow. So marathons are quite big, but, you know, these, these courses they make, they're quite simple and okay. doable for everyone. So it's not spe- something special, but uh, technical things. And, uh, yeah, for me, maybe that's too easy. It's just like a kind of road racing. Mm-hmm. But if I go for some more technical training or try to find something more specific that suits me better yeah it's not that much people can join me for a ride no i can't imagine i mean it's we have to be aware it's a world cup level so not many people uh could live up to the to that level i definitely couldn't like i would i would start with you and two minutes later i'll be 100 meters behind no matter where so that's that but anyways and I wanted to ask you to uh, talking a little bit about your training. Do you prefer to be in the gym a lot? Because for mountain bike, you do have to do some core work and arms to have them ready for that high intensity. Or do you just prefer to go on the bike and do some light gym work? Mm, yeah, it's, I could say that depends from uh, what kind of, period of season it is like now after injury i could do some gym as well because i couldn't go that much on the bike so i could still do some leg work uh, but yeah in the winter time i have more gym and i try to mix uh, sports so i'm leaving my bike a bit away okay and just sometimes on the swift you know to do some spin and just remember how it is to be on the bike but uh, yeah in summertime with all this traveling it's not so easy to uh, mix it together with gym so it's more about riding bike and when i have training camp then i can okay i will do some gym as as well besides but yeah when it's uh, race weeks like it's now then it's uh, i just cut off gym okay Yeah, I mean, definitely on race weeks when you have that little, especially this weeks when you have that little time to train, I imagine you try to make the most of it. So uh, another question, sorry, this is about me making questions. I know I can get a bit boring, (laughs) but uh, in terms of uh, preparation, is it, do you do a lot of road cycling or for example, to try and build up that start building up the shape or do you focus more on the mountain bike and like you said you mentioned a bit you do marathons too so do you do those marathons to build up because there are some riders that uh, do long rides with the road bike and then focus a little bit more on the mountain bike 
Uh, I started my season more or less yeah, from January or a bit in December being on the road bike so I can get some hours and legs. Uh, yeah, with road bike, it's a bit easier because I know my mountain bike season is going to be long. So I just start on the other bike so I can more enjoy mountain bike later on. Because yeah, if I would start stay straight away with mountain bike, maybe I would get tired of that when the season is there. So yeah, just doing step by step with some hours on the road bike. That's December, January, maybe halfway February, and then I start to yeah, might change the mountain bike and do some trails and slowly, slowly start to build up for the season. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it well, it works for you, so that's the important thing. Like, uh, let's remind every rider has it each own way of training because every every rider is different. So now I'm going to ask you: Did you watch World Cup before starting to race on it, or is it something you didn't really know about and you just went because you had a really good level in your country? Actually, I think when I started, though, there wasn't a thing as red bull now mm -hmm. so i'm not sure if there was option to watch uh World Cup. so it was just that I, i was more or less the best uh in the country mm -hmm. so the next step was just to try out uh, world cup and i was only junior so at that time uh, world cup started with juniors Mm -hmm. As juniors under 23 elite, so yeah, that was my chance to start. And I started as a second year junior. And the next step was already, oh, well, it's under 23 and first year <laughs> under 23. Yeah, it wasn't easy. I had some injuries and I didn't do too much races in the first under, under 23 year. Yeah, okay. under 23 age group. And yeah, it just, at, at the very end of under 23, I started to get some results. Oh, yes. I mean, clearly you did. And I'm going to ask you, you didn't talk about much the junior year. So how was that second year junior race and the World Cup? Uh, actually, it started pretty well for me. Uh, I was quite surprised. Okay, first race didn't go so well and i had some crashes during training because the course was yeah we we did the alpstadt as the first race okay and straight away in muddy conditions so <laughs> something totally crazy i think i crashed two times in two la uh, two laps during training but yeah i first race i finished around 40 as i remember then Next one was Nova Mesta, uh, where I finished top 20. And I did the same, maybe in Val de Sol. Okay. So at least two times top 20. And I was already happy about that. Well, I mean, no wonder top 20 of the world isn't something many people can say that they've done, especially in junior category where there's thousands and thousands of riders uh doing in the sport all around the world so when did when you arrived into the uh cst post uh Bafang team and you saw brent was already the manager at the time did you did you focus on him to try and learn or do you have 
or did you have different idols that you wanted to achieve? Like, for example, I want to be like Absalon or I really like the way Nino races. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say about idols. Uh, but yeah, at that time there was Nino in the front, Absalon in the front, and then Kulavi. Oh, yeah. Those three guys are just, they had totally, totally different riding styles and they had something, each of them had something special. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it was more about uh, like just seeing new things when I'm with the team because I didn't have like a proper team before and now everything is there. You have stuff, you have mechanic, you have a manager and yeah, it was... <laughs> quite surprise uh, yeah big surprise or just more or less miracle for me <laughs> i mean it's definitely a big change when you're racing on your own you've got probably a family member on the technical zone trying to help you with that and then you jump into a big structure you got the mechanics you sometimes got a physiotherapist uh, you got people that literally prepare everything for you, which definitely helps for you to focus on the race and not uh, to be distracted, uh, so to say, by things like, oh, I got to clean my bike. I got to change the tires because uh, the track is muddy or it's raining or it's going to rain tomorrow. And, I mean, it definitely helps. And now talking a little bit about Tulsi. Talsi is one of the national championships are going to be held this weekend, yeah. if I'm correct. Uh, how is the track? Do you know it already? Or is it something you've never seen before? Mm, I have done only marathons there. So maybe I know some of those trails. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know actually how it's going to be with the nationals now. So maybe I go there tomorrow to check out the course and... It's actually quite far drive. It's on the other side of the country. So oh. uh, I will go also early there on Saturday to stay, to be there early on Sunday and avoid the traveling. Mm -hmm. And it's the same actually after. So I don't come back home. Maybe I just stay in capital to have an early flight in, on Monday. On Monday. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine. And well, this course, it's... Uh, yeah, that, that's going to be something new. And it's always nice to have some new courses. And I know that area is hilly. So maybe it's good to develop uh, a bit more courses around uh, Latvia. Oh, yes. I mean, it's always good to develop uh, the sport around the country. Like here in Spain, we're putting in a lot of work too. And we got, we got really good riders already. And we're just uh, hoping to increase that slowly. And then I imagine that the worst part about uh, being that much time away from home is being away from your family. So, um, well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, of course, but uh, do they travel sometimes uh, with you to see you in races, for example, maybe to Alpstadt or Lenterheide, which are might be the closest one. And I say closest one because it's not really close, but... <clears throat> Yeah, they sometimes join me, especially when I started to race. Uh, family were the ones that helped me to be at the World Cups. So, yeah, I can say just huge thanks to them. And because of them, I'm actually here. 
So also this year they're gonna travel. It seems like it's gonna be Munich. Okay. So yeah, that that's more or less like Alpstadt. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they will they will be there to support me. Wow. So it's uh, always a bit special when they're visiting some races. So you will have your family for the European Championships. That's that's amazing. It's it's a big race. And it's an important one. So, I mean, best of luck there. And now, what do you imagine yourself doing after mountain bike? You're still young. You're 26. You've got plenty of time of racing. That's clear. But uh, would you like uh, to have a team of your own, maybe? Or would you like to start up a team in Latvia and slowly grow it to increase the level of the country? Or... Do you just want to get rid of the bike and say, okay, I'm done with you? Like, <laughs> like breaking up with a girlfriend and saying, I don't want to see you anymore. I'm going to jump onto computer science, for example. Maybe, I don't know. Mm, yeah, maybe I would like to study sports science because now I know quite a lot of things about it and it's just the level is uh, increasing so much and there's just so many new things all the time. And maybe I would like to even test some things on myself. Then I have more time for that because now I don't have too much time to <laughs> do like some not not like science, but just to yeah test all the things because you never know how can it go after, and you have like serious races coming up, and you just can't mess around with things. So maybe I would like to do that, or yeah, I would. I would also like to be part of the team or you know, like kind of staff person. So yeah, I know how the things are going and I know what the athletes want. And yeah, I, I think I could be a good part of the team actually. I mean, definitely. Cause uh, like, you know what, what the needs are, you know how it feels. You could definitely help in many, many ways. And uh, now I'm going to ask you to make a little prediction. You can you can put yourself. <laughs> so a little prediction: we are seeing very equal races, and also uh, the good thing about this year, I'd say, is they're very different races. Because uh, one day you got Harley, uh, Flukiger, and Nino uh, leading the race, and then the other day, like this weekend, you had uh, Luca Braidot, you got had Valero, you had Vlad. So what do you think is going to happen in the World Cup? And you can say, hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to win it. That's totally fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but overall, I think it's I think it's going to be Nino because he proved this last year that he can be good at the time when he needed it. There was World Champs and he won there. So I think he can... Uh, do it again and he have so much experience in the sport he's yeah he's a legend here and i mean yes. knows how to deal with uh, all the uh, all the circumstances so i think he's going to be there but okay. it's going to be interesting about the second third place in overall so there's a small difference in points and yeah many much things can change But also now, when we have COVID, uh, you never know. You can't really predict what's going to happen. Yes. If you run out in one race, then 
some other riders out in the next race. Yeah. I mean, that's the good thing right now. I'd say that one day you're here, like top 25, and next day you're in the podium. It's 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 amazing to hear to hear and to see truly uh, the changes, how everything's going right now. And it's true, Nino. He's got 33 wins too. He's tied with Absalon. If he wins one more, he will be the the most decorated uh, uh, mountain bike rider in history. So that's definitely an encouragement. And I haven't got much more to ask. Like you've answered all my questions pretty well. Uh, mm. So I'm I'm going to to ask you uh, one more, yeah. uh, which is uh, the thing about Spain and mountain bike is there are a lot of good athletes, but there are not many. So, and I, I imagine in Labia is similar. When you're a kid, uh, bike is about having fun and not competing. So what would you say to try and encourage a kid? Like uh, you came came from an injury as a kid and you you broke every everything, everything that they said to you essentially, like you just told me. Uh, they told you we're no, never going to practice sport, and here you are. Like that's the biggest example of it. So, how would you encourage the sport in Spain or Latvia? Because I imagine in Latvia, there are there are also many people. But how would you try and encourage the sport? Yeah, it's like you have just you just have to try, and it's actually more about parents that they have to support the kids more and. You have to realize that you have to invest to get out something at the end because the hardest part is when you come from juniors to under 23 or to elite and that's a uh, uh, part of the part in life where you have some decisions to do if you study or you're gonna do cycling but yeah, if you don't try, you never know what's going to happen. And you can always uh, study if something doesn't go well, but you're not going to do opposite. You're not going to start with studies and you're not going to start the race after that. So, so <laughs> essentially, that's like uh, if you choose uh, road cycling instead of mountain bike, you're not going to go from road cycling to mountain bike, but opposite no. you can always do. Yeah, I mean, we got... Uh, we got a few very good examples right now. We had Koretsky competing this weekend, whose, te- whose team is in the Tour de France right now. Uh, you got two big examples, which are two really good riders, as Mattia Vanderpool and Thomas Pitcock. But I think, also, I think he also proved in Tour de France that he can ride very well. And I know. He's back, back again. <laughs> yes, he, he won uh, the Alped West. Uh, stage which was one of the toughest one and the Alpid West climate is one of the most historic and most important ones in the Tour de France so essentially we're taking the message from Martins uh, take a chance there's always time to study and uh, to the parents uh, trust your children and let them take the fall and if they fall they learn and that's the important part so now I'm going to ask you one more thing. It's going might be a little bit of a difficult one, actually. Uh, we finished the interview. I would like to thank you enormously. I really appreciate you. You're the first one that's given me the chance to interview him. So you can't imagine how much it means to me. And I'm going to ask you for 
a song to put at the end of the podcast, like and a song you like that relaxes you or a song you used to work out. I don't really mind uh, whatever you like best. Oh, nah. yeah. Then I have to see what's the what's the name of the song actually. Yeah, that's so, that's fine. Uh, I I knew it was going to be a difficult question. Should I, should I just show you it or? Uh, you can. Yeah, sure. Uh, you can try and say it. Is it in Latvian? This one in green. Humble Hearts Original Mix. Okay, so we'll we'll play that. Uh, once again, Martins, uh, thank you very much and best of luck. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for the interview.